Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure. I can go on and on. You get your winnings fast. Now, winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game, turn it into a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know I sent you. Let's start the show! Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal comes in on Monday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, they're here. They're fiddling with the knobs as always. Babyface Joel Solomon. We got Scott the Grizz producing this mess. Yes. And joining me as always, my dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss, and soon to be joined by John Hamm, I think, legendary actor John Hamm. I'm going to keep promoting him until he shows up, but I actually think he is uh, zooming in at the bottom of the hour or the top of the hour, whatever it may be. That's exciting, Shaq, right? Can't hurt to just do it at the top of every show. Yeah. You know, there's not, it's not <laughs> like it's going to repel audience if uh, if that's the promise you make. But yes, very exciting. You, I can tell you're excited, uh, Sal, because you were high pitched there for about ninety percent of that whole intro. Oh. Like baby face, Joel. Like uh, you, you must have had some weekend wagering and beyond. I did. I got very, very lucky this weekend, I have to say. I mean, there was some stupid stuff like Friday night, the hockey game. I keep betting that Calgary series to go under. And of course, it went under last night when I stayed away. But um, no, but the golf, uh, I got lucky with uh, Justin Thomas. I don't want to go over that. Man City was insane. They were like 40 to 1 to come back after they were down 2 0 in regulation. I needed them uh, tied to a lot of stuff. But that was exciting. Uh, John Hamm, obviously a big blues fan. They're down 2 to 1. We're going to ask him about that. Sheck, also, he holds the right to kick one of us out. Probably me or you. I think he would think that was funniest you think uh, come so? late August. I think um, he, he goes for the, yeah, I think that's the way he's going to go with this. I'm obviously, we'll ask him and he won't, I'm sure he won't divulge, but maybe we can get a well, little heads up. Well, his primary consigliere, Tall John, of course, yeah. um, is uh, is in his ear trying to help him along. Oh, yeah, I don't like that. To kick out. Um, you know, yeah, I think you're right. I think, How many? Um, you know, maybe some sports guy. Uh, talk will uh, will be the buzz that that might be a fun that'll be fun too. Well. Yeah. How many again, people total are in this league? How many? So there's 11 10. teams, and so only 10 can play. So okay. uh, whoever was voted out or kicked out um, comes back the the next year, and then someone else gets kicked out. So why, Martin? You have well, you have inside number. You trying to figure out? You're trying to formulate there? Oh no! I mean, I've just I've heard you know. From prior to my extra points life, I've heard rumors and rumblings about this league and oh, yeah. how people are getting kicked out for, you know, for years and years. I'm just trying to, you know, for the newer listeners who may not be aware of this league, I want to let them know. That's like, smart. It's a fantasy right. league. It rotates. You guys go to shake Setting cool. the table. It would be funny if there were only three of us in the league and one got kicked out every year. <laughs> See, that's what I wanted to know. See, yeah. I didn't know. How, 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 how deep are the stakes? Yeah. Well, the stakes are high. The stakes also high in our prop quiz. We do it every week. Lots of action, baseball, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. And Tim Ngork won with 7 out of 10. Good job by you. Uh, is that how you pronounce that name? N-G-O-R-K? 
I don't want to offend him or anyone else. And Tim McGork. Gork. Yeah, Tim and Gork. <laughs> Seven out of ten prop quiz. He gets the golden cap. Uh, so that's very exciting. We're going to cover NBA, NHL. We're going to have our play of the day. We'll talk PGA. We're going to hop on the riverboat. And, of course, uh, as I said, John Hamm will be joining us. But let's get to the NBA um, recapping last night's game. <laughs> the Warriors won 109-100. The games are getting closer. They're inside 10 now, Martin. It was We had a six-point game Saturday and a nine-point game Sunday. Uh, I'm going to bottom line it. One of the teams was 13 for 45 from three, and the other team won. <laughs> and the other team wasn't that good from three either, the Warriors. 24 for 76, Martin. I don't know. I'm an old curmudgeon, but I just I can't, I can't take it anymore. It's a three-point shooting contest. It is absolutely a three-point shooting contest, but so, like, I do hope that eventually there's going to be some revert back. There has to be, because I feel like if you just look at the last, what, 15 results, how many of them have been over 10-point blowout? Or not 10, over 10 points? At least, what, 13? Yeah. So, I mean... If I'm the NBA, legitimately, I'm looking at like short, like uh, making the lane smaller, because or, or doing something to incentivize guys going to the rim. Because right now, the whole reason why is just you know that's why Dallas is in the Western Conference Finals because yeah. when they hit their threes, they win games. You know, but I just yeah. know this: Mark Gunnels is somewhere smiling, the biggest smile he possibly could why? be, as the biggest Andrew Wiggins fan oh. I have ever known. To see Andrew Wiggins put that dunk in on Luka. And and you know what? The referee who called that an offensive foul, should he should not be able to call any other. <laughs> like, you're done. You're done. Have a seat. There's only like 10 games left in the season. We're done with you. We can come back next year. Well, that you know what? About that dunk specifically. And we get crazy about the, the reviews inside of two minutes and then the last – Two minutes ends up being a half hour, but thank God for reviews because they overturned that hideous call, which made an offensive foul on Wiggins. So that would have had a stink on it that uh, that would not have been uh, able to be lifted for, for quite a while. Sheck, um, what do you th- you know? I, I will say this: Kirk Goldsberry. We talked about stats. You say with the lane, change the dimensions of the lane. Kirk Goldsberry is like an NBA stat. Great NBA mind if you if you follow his stuff, and st- if you're a, a numbers guy, he said it's very simple. Just figure out how many threes you want made in the game and then move the arc back accordingly or forward. But you probably wouldn't move it forward if you think there's too many threes, but move it back because there's enough data out there to show, okay, they make this percent from this distance. They make this percent from that distance. So work backwards, figure out how many. And then obviously if it's too far where it's not worth it to make it, teams won't take as many threes. I don't know, Shaq. Are we just old men with this, or are we just, are we just getting a bad batch of games here? Well, no. I you know I do remember you know 25, 30 years ago that some old curmudgeons heralded the end of basketball as we know it because of the three point strike. Maybe it was delayed by a generation or two. Bob Ryan it has does, to take. It does feel. It does feel. Um, like the game's been diminished, but yes, let's not be prisoners of the moment. You can't just make massive alterations based on one postseason or one bum season. But yes, I agree with you about that. The question about moving it back, though, is then it would eliminate corner threes. You can right. barely put your foot down 
in you can put your 12 and a halfs or whatever the average uh, NBA basketball players wear and wouldn't fit if you extended it out there. So you would really, it would be an oddball. So you think move it, it sideways, like move it sideways. Well, I just think move it would be it funny. Diagonally? Yeah, like it would be, it'd be, well, it just would like, it would end it. I, you know, I guess you would only be like on the wing would be as far in as you could get towards the, uh, towards the baseline. Yeah. But anyway, you know but that's part of Wigan, the reason why that's part of the reason why guys like Rudy Gobert get played off the court, though, because right. they have to decide between that three at the rim or the cor- I mean, the layup at the rim or the corner three. It's interesting. Maybe that would actually uh, would help things. But I do have to say a longstanding kind of hot take that I've had about Andrew Wiggins. And now it's come full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, the LeBron Cavs would have beaten the Wiggins list. Yes. Um, yeah. Warriors in in his rookie season had the Cavaliers mm. drafted Andrew Wiggins first overall. I said it at the time that he would have been the athletic wing defender guy that they would have needed would to slow fun. them down enough. They could have won the title, and now they're in line to win a title with Andrew Wiggins. Are the Dubs? I will say Steph Car- Steph Curry. Now now there's talk. Where does he end up? In the annals of history, he's going to have a bunch of titles. It looks this way. By the way, the Warriors now minus 150 uh, to win the title. This is the first time, Martin, they're a minus. They were even before last night. So we have a minus in the field. I don't know if there's value in there right now or wait till they play the Heat or the Celtics. What are they going to be? Minus 180, minus 200? I'm I'm not sure. I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. But uh, what, what do you think, first of all, on that? I've thought that since the Eastern Conference semifinals that the champion was coming out of the Eastern Conference. Mm. And I still kind of hold true to that. And the Warriors keep getting hurt. I mean, Otto Porter gets hurt last night. Uh, You know, Gary Payton II obviously is hurt. I'm just wondering how many guys they can run out there and – and attempt to defend. Well, the East doesn't but, look much better in terms of uh, staying healthy. I mean, you got like know, five guys true. questionable today on that Heat game. We'll, we'll get to that. I, I do want your guys' thoughts on this. Steph Curry just uh, playing off that a little and how great he's going to be. I think, in a way, and again, old man curmudgeon, in a way, he ruined the game. His greatness may have ruined the game because all these kids are trying to be like him and, and all the coaches are trying to go for threes when they could do two ball, even though it doesn't matter. You could see very early on if you're three for 24 that that is not going to be your day from outside. But nobody adjusts. They said, we'll catch up. So is Steph Curry going to be like... I was thinking about it. Maybe it's like Jeff Bezos. He goes and rockets out to outer space and like, oh, my God, everyone thinks this is cool. And now we have dozens and dozens of deaths because uh, people are trying to do this and they don't have the means to do it. Right. Could this be a similarity or am I um, am I overstating uh, what's going on here? No, you're exactly right. You know, Lamar Jackson blew up all the notions of you can't. Well, you can't really run the option in the NFL. That would be impossible. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham, one hand catch. That's an impossible catch. As soon as he does it, then everybody else like, oh, it's OK to do that in game. I'll show you what I can do now, too. Yes, Steph Curry. I wouldn't say he's a victim of his success, but yes, he was the trailblazer. Not on the trailblazer. No, no, but no. Dame no. is probably number fa- two oh, okay. yeah. in the regard from launch <laughs> and from 30, 35 and beyond with that sort of thing. Yeah, it does kind of alter the possibilities. Once somebody shows you you can do it that way in game, mm-hmm. then people are like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm going to start launching from back there too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the thing Martin. that fascinates me yeah. about Steph, though, is, is that other people, 
when you look at Lamar Jackson, there's a couple other guys who are who you would look at and be like, oh, he can run it. Not maybe as good as Lamar, but similarly, you run similar offenses. Like Steph feels more like it's not one to one because Brady's had way more like actual career success in terms of championships. But the way that we grade quarterbacks now has forever been skewed because Tom Brady won yeah. so much, right? He's and he's continued. He might hell. He might win this year. Who knows, right? But he's won so much from an entire career. Now you look at a guy like Justin Herbert, who in his, you know, in his what third year hasn't even made the playoffs. And you're like, well, you know, he can't be even, you know, he's not, there's nowhere near. Or conversely, you look at Patrick Mahomes who wins a Super Bowl in his first couple of years and be like, oh, he's on the Brady track, which is an impossible track to be on. Right. Mm -hmm. But like you see a guy like Steph. And as soon as you see anybody else who has the idea that they could pull like that, you want to see if he can and that's the thing. But I think that it's kind of a singular, like, Steph is Steph, and that's the reason why he can do what he does. And I don't see that. Boys. I just don't see the the uh, prolificness in other guys. Maybe Dame Lillard is a guy, but, like, their career success isn't there. Steph is Steph, and that's why Fandle, our friends at Fandle, have him in minus 1,500 to win Western Conference MVP, the Magic Johnson Award, as it's known now. I thought, I thought it'd be a lot tighter than that. After the Wiggins game. My goodness. All right. Minus 1,500. Martin. I think it's amazing, though. It's a great point you bring up. Dominance at a certain level then requires modifying of the rules. It's, it's sort of like, I don't know if the kids know Mel Blunt's name at mm. this point, but like yes. was too physically exactly. dominant as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. And so the NFL was like, well, you know, we need scoring in this league. So they change. So they have the Mel Blunt rule to diminish how much you can physically dominate yeah. a wide receiver, you know, within the... You know, within the five yards of uh, of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's weird because there's rules and then there's like dimensions, right? So okay, they played with the ballpark, moved the fences back a little bit, but for the most part, it's about the same. Base paths are the same, even though like a ground ball to deep short is still not going to be beaten out by ninety percent of the runners, right? I don't think that's changed over the last twenty, forty, sixty years. But changing the dimensions of a court at this point, I guess they did it. To, to, to install the three-point line in the first place. So um, it would be interesting uh, <clears throat> either way. So I don't know. Handicapping these games is tough, Martin. It really is. By the way, would you, would you bite on Mavs 31-1 to 1 to win this series? 31-1. to 1. I, I mean, I've bet <laughs> on them every game this series so far. Yeah. If there was ever a team to do it, it would be this one. Because if you go back and look, like we talked about it last week, they win. When they win, they win by 20. When they lose, they lose by 20. Right. Why is it because of the three-point variance? They haven't been much colder all postseason than they have the last three games from three. Dre would I have mean, to get thrown out, and he's dying to accomplish this. Oh, he's he is really so it is it is on his bucket list in the worst way. I mean, he, there are over the back calls. He's flying in, and the guy's ending up in the third row, and he's like complaining all the way back. I'm like, yeah, I don't, have, I don't fact, know what's going on. I know, Sal. I know you. You're plugged in good with FanDuel. I go there if I go there right now. I can see you probably with your hands folded in a nice yeah, picture with a nice will. a bet boost. But uh, can we? Can you talk to somebody at customer service? I want to bet on technical fouls. Of course, I want to yeah. bet on technical fouls. I want to bet on flagrants. I want some some props out there because Draymond Green over half a technical. That's a bet every single day that I'm willing to make. I know they're worried about regulating this shit, right? And so Fanduel and everybody is that a call that? Although you know, like in 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 soccer, you could bet on red cards and yellow cards and stuff like that. But is a specific player to get a technical foul something that they? I have a feeling they worry about that being manipulated somewhere along the line 
Um, I think I the know. only manipulation has to be is if you bet over one and a half, and then he gets a, his technical foul in the first quarter, and yeah. then you now you know he's going to be able to commit bloody murder for the rest of the, the rest yeah. of the three quarters. Or of the he game says, "I'm going to behave myself today," and uh, someone, right. one of my buddies, is going to uh, collect on this. All right, so let's go to tonight's game. Boston now a healthy seven, two oh seven and a half versus Miami. By the way, this may have moved again because. News came out that just about every, but now it's still seven. Now, but 206, though, it went down to lots of injuries. Tyler Harrow's out. Um, I have to see this now. Harrow's out. Uh, Butler, questionable. Lowry, questionable. Max Strews, questionable. Gabe Vincent, P.J. Tucker, all going to warm up with the intent to play. So here, here's the deal, Shaq. It's like, okay, as handicappers, uh, Celtics absolutely have to win this game, right? I guess they can go down 3-1, but they, they have to win this game back against the wall. All these guys are questionable, coming off a shitty performance. Why wouldn't we just take the Celtics here? T- tell me why. I, I just, I, I don't know what, the, I don't know which way to look at it. Other, it's, it's lame, but I'm taking Boston minus nine and a half. I'm going the adjusted line. I'm getting like plus 125. And uh, Sal the Cynic at it again. I just don't think we'll have a close game. I don't know why the basketball gods hate us so much, but they do. And I don't think we're going to have a close game here. Yeah. And what you're kind of pointing to is where you expect the score to be, say, five minutes into the third period of this game. Because yeah. if the Celtics are up 10 or more, then, then what? It, then why are the Heat, if in fact Butler's down and Lowry's down? There's no chance of a rally here. Let's just play for for tomorrow. Right. They'll just lay down and get blown out by 20. I think that's an interesting point you make there. I'm inclined, though, to go the other way. Really? I'm not saying that the Heat are going to win the game, but I'll, I'll, I'm looking for the middle at least. Plus seven. I'll take the Heat. I think they're the superior team. And mm. by the way, just to quickly, when you, when you cover um, title odds, I still kind of like the Heat because... I get where the game's going. Nobody has a Let's center. Go, That's been the talking point for two, three weeks at least that you don't need a center in the NBA. We've obviously perpetuated that here. But when you have one, like the Heat have in Bam, mm-hmm. isn't that potentially the difference in against in this series and then against the Dubs in in the finals? So I uh, I, I think the Heat are maybe the best team. We just don't know about. It. I mean, I, I I know people don't like to to lay this bare. But the Miami Heat are the most sort of anonymous good uh, good team out there in sport right now. Blue collar team play, all that, all that you want in basketball, pretty much, right? They uh, everything against what I'm saying. You don't have to change the dimensions of the court for them to be good, right? Um, I will say, check if you like them at plus three thirty. Well, you like them plus seven. If you think they're going to lose tonight, you'll get a better price if you wait till tomorrow morning. Or late tonight, if you're like hmm. me and impatient. But plus three thirty, yeah. you probably get almost four to one um, if uh, if you count on the Celtics winning with this uh, ragtag lineup. All right, Martin, uh, which way are you going here? I'm with Dave. I told you, Dave, mm. back in the Eastern Conference playoffs, where you said you've been your NBA handicapping has been shit, and you were with the Miami Heat, and I pat you on the back and I said, "Come on, let's go, let's go on this ride, let's go." We're right here. The Miami, this is a great team. And I, look, the thing that does concern me, though, as you just as you just outlined, Sal, the entire the entire team's on the injury report. <laughs> yeah. So that that obviously, you know, I'm not necessarily you know saying it with my chest as I would have about 20 minutes ago before Shams and Woj started tweeting like crazy. Right. But uh, I think the the biggest key for this game, and Dave talked to it a minute ago, it's Bam and P- Bam plus Lowry. 
right? You look at Bam in the first two games, non-factor. Bam in the third game, what happened? Goes for damn near 30. Well, he got his point guard to give him the ball. If Lowry and Bam can play two-man, even without Jimmy Butler, this because the thing is, Victor Oladipo, even though he hasn't been necessarily the most prolific scorer in the first few games of the series, he's still a guy that can go get some buckets. He's going to play good defense. And Miami, again, like they are the type of team that's not dependent on just one person. But if Bam's more aggressive, I, yeah. I really like them in this series. Now, obviously, the injuries concern me a ton because part of the reason why I like them, Miami, to me, is a deeper team. They could run out eight, nine, ten guys and feel good about it, where the Celtics really only want to play six. Can I tell you something? This is how screwed up that handicapping in the, these series have been. I was, like, in the pool for the first quarter um, uh, Saturday. Yeah, that's right. I have access to a pool. Not in my yard. I had to go, like, go to a hotel two and a half hours away to get to one. But... uh and I said to my wife, who was outside the pool and had her phone, I'm like, hey, will you just check on that Boston-Miami scores first quarter? And she's like, oh, 27 to 9. I was like, the Heat are winning, aren't they? She said, yeah. Which would have made no sense, right? Like, what, right. why would the Heat be winning the game for the Celtics at home when it's 1-1? It's like, no, that's just how stupid it is. And I didn't even go by her inflection or anything. She doesn't care. She's not trying to uh, lead me astray. But that's how nuts it is. I mean, look, think about it, Martin. You would have taken, all right, Dallas has to win, down 0-2. I'm going to predict Luka goes off. Yeah, Luka went off. He had 40. And guess what? They, they came out really yeah. slow. Then Dallas took the lead. And then uh, the Warriors blew him out in the third and then uh, held on in the fourth. But so I don't have to imagine it. I did it. I actually <laughs> I took Mavericks minus three and a so half. so hard to bet these. The uh, idea by the way, Bam and Kyle Lowry, when, uh, when Marty mentions them as a combo, it is funny that they must be an intimidating duo to be dribbling towards the basket because Bam has it covered height-wise, and yeah. Lowry has all the width. What has he been doing with his time off? I think right. know what he's been doing. He's been doing a lot of what Zeke Elliott likes to do, and that's shoveling the cereal into his I mouth. like it. A lot of hands. heavy set. A lot of um, John the, ham. I, yeah. What hey, I also you know what, those, Dave, you got you got to – the point guard position is still one of the few that you can be fat in sports and and, and, be, and have success. The, the short, fat point guard can still you cook can? every so often. Kyle in, Lowry. The, in 2022, I guess so. Kyle Lowry is proving that point. Um, what's interesting about the injury reports, though, is how they vary from sport to sport. In the NFL, it is batten down or shame the devil. You cannot jive anybody about where you're putting a guy on the. If he's doubtful, he better not play, and you know all that yeah. kind of stuff. Get they 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 monitor that in the league very closely. In the NHL, at the exact same time, they're like upper body injury, like. Well, well, but is it his shoulder or is it his head? Like, upper body. That's all we can tell you about right, it. Right, right, right. And, and then the NBA is somewhere in between. So I don't know. What, or we're wagering whether or not Butler and Lowry are actually out there, and we're kind of going off of what our favorite sports are. Like, well, we, well, we don't – you know, if you're an optimist and you think Butler's going to be out there, then I then I think the Heat is a is a good play. Yeah, I think you are a good play. Sure, I think it's different. They is or are – yeah, it's tough. They should just add the yes. You're right. But they – um yeah, I think questionable in football now means something different than questionable in basketball. I mean, we all thought Marcus Smart right. was going to play that first game, right? Was that game one? When he and Hoffer, and then Hoffer, they were both out, right? Be COVID and and uh, Smart. But yeah, I feel and, like that was two. But yeah, anyway, yeah. is it two? Point I can't favorite. even keep track anymore. But uh, anyway, I'm going Boston minus nine and a half. Yeah, you know, when they win, they win big for the most part. 25, 28, 13, 
They had an eight in there and 23. So four of the last five um, have been by nine and so, a half or more. Uh, one thing, and this goes to, uh, before you move on, Harry yeah. had this as a uh, as a TikTok play of the day, and it oh, made no. me think. I know, right? But Jason Tatum under, I believe it was 27 and a half. If you look at the guys who played for Team USA, like Devin Booker, Chris mm-hmm. Middleton, Jason Tatum, right? They've all kind of had second, third round struggles. This is, I'll just, it's just an interesting thing to see Tatum through the first two games, uh, first three games of the series, how he's played versus how he's played in his last. I, I just don't know what it, 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 there's a time period where it looks like they've forgotten how to dribble. And Tatum was one of them. It happened to Kevin Durant, too, at the end of that uh, Nets Celtic series. And I just like, what the hell is going on? So that's why you can't rely on um, really anything. <laughs> these NBA playoffs. <laughs> but. This baseball season turned K's into cash and big hits into big wins. With FanDuel Sportsbook right now, new customers could step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And with FanDuel, same-game parlors, you can turn little bets into big paydays. Just sign up, place your first bet. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit. If you don't win, no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. Parlay insurance. Oh, good God. This is great stuff. One of the reasons I love betting on FanDuel. It has great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and you get paid fast. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code EXTRAPOINTS to start with your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And if you do that, check. If you download the app, you will see, like you pointed out, my fat head promoting what's what I referred to right earlier as the same game parlay there it is the Mets win David Peterson three or more strikeouts Brandon Nimmo will record a hit and there will be over six and a half runs you'll get about four to one odds on that Mets San Francisco Giants go Mets they've done well in the opening games in these series uh thank you Buck Showalter thank you Mets Mets Peterson three or more strikeouts Nimmo to record a hit over six and a half total runs let's give out our plays of the day uh Martin you start us off you got baseball too right I am going with the baseball play. I'm going with Garrett Cole, under eight and a half strikeouts. Um, nine Ks is a lot. He's only hit the number three in his last eight starts. And uh, so that's pretty all much right. what I got. I like it. There you go. I'll, I'll quickly throw in another baseball in there, even though I got a same game parlay. Blue Jays, uh, even odds. The Cards beat up on a minor league team yesterday. We'll get to that because John Hamm is, I guess, now really in the waiting room. Uh yeah, they will be 18-4. It's like playing a five-year-old in Hangman and then thinking you're an expert. No. Uh, Berrio struggled a little this season. Last pitch Tuesday against the Mariners. Seven scoreless. He makes his move back towards uh, mediocrity. Bo Bichette, six homers. Uh, team high, 400 slugging percentage. I think the Jays take over the cards. Sheck, real quick, we got Ham waiting. What's your pick? Well, I, I, I think you're absolutely right with your uh, your shots at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Well-deserved, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, they impugn the name City of Champions by their existence at this point. And I hope that Yadier Molina starts against the Pirates next time. That's the kind mm-hmm. of shaming they need to wake up and start uh, <laughs> spending like Major League Baseball teams. In the, in the meantime, I'm going with the two favorites, Lightning, Avs. Two-team parlay, plus 188, juices it up a little bit right. for you. I like that. Beautiful. All right, let's bring him in. All right, this is special. Our guest is an Emmy, Golden Globe, and most importantly, fantasy football-winning actor who stars in the new movie Top Gun Maverick, the pride of St. Louis. Let's give a big old Gloria shout-out to John Ham. What's happening, Ham? 
Hi guys. Hi guys. Exciting times. Here we are. We're living and we're living through some exciting times. Yeah. Well, we're, we're barely living through it, but yes. And I, I should point out, you're basically zooming in here to, um, to taunt Dave because your Cardinals beat his pirates 18 to four yesterday. Was that yeah, the it was final 18, count? It was 18 to four. I think that it was, they got mercy rule, David. That was, you're not going to get shame. me down. I no. listen, Ham, I hope I, I, I just said, I hope, that to shame the Pirates, it, they, that Yadier Molina starts the next game. That's the only thing. Like, I mean, they, they've really got to go far because apparently Pirates ownership refuses to wake up and spend money like a, a, like a Major League Baseball team should. I, I would like to ask you when the last time you were excited about the Pirates was. <laughs> I'm going to go with 2013, maybe, when the, Cardinals, when the Cardinals bounced them out of the playoffs. Quite some time. But listen. Well, listen, he was excited when they scored four runs in the ninth yesterday to cut it to 18-4. That, that must have been – you weren't getting shut out. That was pretty Take good. Take that, Yachty or Molina. <laughs> don't, don't bring that weak-ass crap at us now. Um, listen, more importantly right now, your St. Yes. Louis Blues are battling. Yes. I feel like that people – you know, listen, if they lose tonight, then, then I guess uh, this point is uh, invalidated. But do you feel like – COVID or whatever else got in the way of the St. Louis Blues. And, and there's a fair amount of disrespect for their place in these playoffs here. I mean, the Avs are people assume are going to walk past them or skate past them, as it were. But the Blues won the Stanley Cup, and they still have many of those core guys still there. What's your excitement level now for your team? My, my it's, uh, it's very high. I, I think that I think you're correct. I think that there is a ridiculous underestimation of how good this Blues team is mm. and has been for some time. You know, COVID happened and it was uh, unfortunate. The people forget that Blues were leading the league in points when the lockdown happened. I, in fact, went to the Blues game in Anaheim uh, where, right before the day before the world stopped and the blues like cleaned the floor with Anaheim. They beat him, I think four one or something. It was, a, it was a great game. So it was, a, it was unfortunate, you know, and, and I think that you're correct in saying that the, that this team has a tremendous amount of those uh, core players still there. They have a tremendous amount of experience. I think people are essentially giving this uh, series to, the avalanche and I think they're giving them the entire Stanley cup. And as we've seen those of us who actually enjoy watching hockey, we've seen uh, things like this happen before we saw it with the lightning a few years back when they won the president's trophy and then got swept out of the first round by the Columbus blue jackets. It was like, uh, you know what? You have to win four games. That's how it works. That's, that's the rule. They don't give it to you if you win one. They don't give it to you if you're really good. You just have to win four games. Actually, I'm reading. They just changed that rule. The Avs are oh, uh, advancing with two wins. <laughs> oh, yeah, two to one. Ah, yeah. Sorry, buddy. It sucks a, for well, Blues fans. Hey, I do want to say, big, big Blues fans, obviously the Blues rallying cry, rallying song is Gloria. Do you think, and you're asked to give this some thought, if she were still alive, do you think you would have had sex with Laura Branigan by now? <laughs> <laughs> I think you would have had to, right? It's, well, when, though? You know, in the 80s, when I oh, was well, 13? All right, a hard, so that, a, what, that's you, a great you gotta, thing. Like, you yes, gotta when, do you, when do you guys cross over? Work? 
What's your crossover year, you and Laura, Laura Branigan? Because you're too young in the 80s, probably. Exactly. Right? I would have had to have been of age. Yes. Okay. Then we're, then we're dealing with several state and local statutes. Yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I, I will tell you that the video for Gloria uh, and, and her follow-up hit, which is uh, now escaping my brain. Uh, uh, Solitaire? But, Solitaire. Yes, yeah, Well, I'm not going to sing it. She yeah, had a second hit. I wasn't aware. Oh, yeah. I'd like to yeah. think, though. Oh, self control. Self control. Self control. Self control. I think that for St. Louis sports fans, under the arch, it's Brannigan, it's Ham, and the Cup making their love <laughs> with, with every citizen gathered around cheering. It's very sad this can't happen now. I think 98 would have been your sweet spot for that to happen. Do you, you guys to Fair enough. That, sound, that sounds good. I would have okay. been, uh, I don't know, but 30, uh, 20, 27. I was fairly fit. All right, yeah. fine. Okay. 98. Uh, I do want to talk about this movie, Top Gun Maverick. Was it... Um, you know, was it weird? You know, first of all, now you're the second best looking guy in this film. Is that weird for you just in general? <laughs> well, thank you for, first of all, saying second. Uh, there's a lot well, of handsome. Miles Teller. There's a lot of handsome yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was weird. It was, it was as weird as it was for me. It must have been 10 times weirder for Tom Cruise because I remember wa uh, walking on the set and looking around and, he came up to me, Hey, welcome to the show. You know, all this stuff and, and incredibly kind and, and, and friendly. But I was like, this has to be like a time warp for you. Like you're in the same set in the same costume, yeah. essentially 35 years displaced. Like how weird is that? He's like, you know, it, it is weird, but I love my job. And I was like, well, that's a great attitude to have. Hmm. Like if you love your job, it's not that weird. Yeah. Did you um, did you get to go in the simulators, or you didn't have to worry about that? I would, I've watched my cousin Jimmy interviewing all the you know, and they're all saying, "Yeah, we vomited one vomit story after another." <laughs> you didn't get to, yeah. you didn't have to go do that, did you? No, I didn't. Uh, that's what my where my fifty years of experience <laughs> on the planet actually came into into a play because uh -huh. I was very much a uh, I don't like like vomiting. Oh, and uh, hmm. I didn't didn't want to go uh, do five and four and a half months of uh, training. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, had it, had it been required, I would have most likely done it, but I did not. So that's good news. That's good Hollywood inside stuff. So he Tom like Cruise vomit. comes up and talks to you. Yeah. He doesn't like no eye contact from no no from no this. nicest nicest guy on set like and and wants to know everything about you what are you, what are your hobbies what do you like doing nice. yeah 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 he's a he's I, a friendly fella as 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 i think dave you're probably there and, and sal right uh, jimmy's uh that one that one uh day when tom yeah. came over to watch football we were all like is this happening like oh no, the greatest. listen i of course i i was literally this is the exact view i had i'm talking to john ham in his in one of his <laughs> old ball caps it happened to be a st louis blues cap that day i'm literally talking to john ham about hockey and whatever and over his shoulder a glow came from down the hallway and then emerged in a black pea coat with a black turtleneck underneath. The most handsome man I've ever seen. 
with the possible exception of the guy I was talking to at the time. It right. was Tom Cruise. What a day that was. And he me. brought a coconut cake, which was what I was focused on, a giant coconut cake for no reason. Coconut ahead. cake, buddy. That's that's the real deal. So, Dave, I'm curious at that point, how – so John Hamm was the second most attractive man on the Top Gun set. How how low did you rank in level of attractiveness at that football watching Ooh, party third. after Tom Cruise came in? Third? third, third, but taste it. You know, it's it's like comedy. You know, it taste is subjective. Maybe I was two or even number one for some reason. I don't know. I can't judge. Ham, <laughs> to be play, fair, uh, the yeah. only lady there I think was Kathy Griffin. So yes, you know, it wasn't. Right. It, it were not a lot of ladies there. She was there every Sunday. I don't know. And how Tom's that mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Cruz's mom was there. Oh yeah, yeah. Mom, hey, mom Cruz. You play uh, Admiral Cyclone. I, I wonder, what did you um, did you channel a, a coach or a manager in sports, past or present, that you can compare yourself to that you tried to uh, take off of? Not, not particularly. But w- what I really did was like, you know, it, it's 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 a fun role, honestly, to be to be the guy that's like, hey, man, you gotta you know shape up or ship out, kind of mm-hmm. guy, uh, especially to Tom Cruise, it was, it was pretty fun. And, and, and the writing in the script is actually really good. There's some really kind of unintentionally funny moments that we're able, we were able to find. And, uh, we, we just had a really good time making that movie. And, and then we, ha- we had a really unfortunate time sitting on it for two years because of COVID. Uh, yeah. but, but it was, it was awesome that, uh, that Tom and everybody involved in, in the production was like, we're not going to like put this on, a streaming platform. We're going to make sure this comes out in IMAX and Dolby and all of the things that like make it a big giant, you know, movie that it, that it should be. And, and I've now had the good fortune to see it a couple times with an audience. And it's been so exciting. Like people are genuinely stoked when they, (laughs) when the movie starts and then when the movie finishes, they're like, yeah, it's like a visual high five. Like well, they probably were worried they were going to see you vomit, and then it didn't happen. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. They were like, the relief is so, very... To yes, be honest, if it didn't real. happen in Mad Men, it wasn't going to happen in any movie, right? <laughs> I think I mean, it might have happened in Mad Men. Did it really? It'd be sure. cool if you would have blended like the Iron Eagle effect of Jason Gedrick, and you had to play Gloria when you flew your, your <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Calling, now so. I'm in the group calling Gloria, you know, <laughs> that would be cool if you would have done that. But you mentioned, I mean, you got to play, obviously, one of the most iconic characters of this millennium in Draper. But you mentioned walking onto that set. Was that a singular trip for you? Obviously, yeah. you've been acting for quite some time now. But Top Gun, I mean, you grew up watching it with the rest yeah. of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. 15 years old when I was 15 you know, seeing that movie was the definition of cool and like walking onto that set. I'm not kidding when I say this, this is what I, this is my experience walking onto a, 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 a active military base, a hangar that says, you know, top gun, you know, fighter weapons school, North Island Naval base. There's a two story American flag hanging. There's two F 18s parked kind of like this and Tom Cruise walks up and shakes your hand. I was like, I guess I'm in Top Gun. <laughs> like mm, this is wow. this is clearly this is clearly the thing. It's like so <laughs> exciting. That's Do you let him know who's boss by saying something like though, like just so you know, I was always more of a nice man guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I did not do no, that. Okay. Uh, it right. was it was very much. You know, I will say this about Tom, and it's it's it, it, 
guys know having met him it, it is a it is a singular experience meeting a movie star mm-hmm. like that because he's very aware that he is a movie star but he's also very kind like he's a he's a friendly person and and uh and that kind of uh energy is very nice to be around so no i did not i uh, didn't didn't do the trump thing where you shake hands and like pull your hand in or there were there were no like you know there were no like games i did not employ any gamesmanship it was just very very i was very humbled and happy to be a part of the, yeah. the experience you just mentioned that you know you didn't want top gun to come out on streamers and i i get that you want people to go see it in the movies but i is it personal between you and Apple TV? Because, you know, you had the What About Ham commercial, and I was in agreement. Like, Don Draper's my favorite TV character of all time, so I was uh, like, where, where is he at? Hey, that's that's a fact. I told Scott Holmes that month, years ago. But really? I, I just felt you would have been perfectly cast as one of the people who was, like, running the severance office. Not one of the people who worked there, like, was coming in and out, but one of the people who was running it. I felt you would have been perfect for that. So I just need to know, is it actual beef between you and Apple TV, or is, is that... Is at that this at this point, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's no other logical uh, explanation. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never met Steve Jobs. Rest in peace. I don't, uh, you know, I enjoy apples. I, I have an iPhone. I don't know what, yeah, like, I don't know what. you want the, a Windows or something? Like, what's going on? Exactly. That's not, I don't know. I don't know. I have to, maybe I have to get, get on the Google platform. You won't ever get on Twitter, huh? I mean, good for you at this no. point. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, 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 I was fortunate enough to, like, get famous right before all that stuff happened. Yeah. Like, Twitter started in 2007. And Instagram in like 2010, and I was like, I don't know, this seems like a lot of work right. that I don't get paid for. So I was kind of like, I, I'd rather, I'd rather do the jobs that I get paid for. Makes sense. Uh, and uh, and yeah, and and also as we've seen, whether it's Kevin Hart or fill in the blank, literally at this point, fill in the blank, uh, it just feels like a an unnecessary way to get yourself in trouble that. Nobody really yeah. needs. Yeah, you're running across four lanes of traffic every single day. Yeah. Like, every you know, day. That's stupid. Like, yeah. What's the point? Well, the way to get yourself into yeah. into trouble is to join in a fantasy football league in which uh, <laughs> actually we joined it prior to the, the diabolical Sal decided that we should punctuate each season with the champion kicking out somebody at the start of the next season. You won the last season. I did. Um, so Finally. that means you have cook, kick out privileges. I do. You know, Sal likes to wager. Marty likes to wager. Any leanings here or there that you might? I I, I, I know I know exactly who's leaving. Do you, you do? Really? Wow! You made your oh, yeah. determination. Yeah. yeah, Trevor and I have already discussed. That. Really? So Trevor's your oh, part. Yeah. You guys won, and so no, it, it would seem that it would be easy just to kick out the person who Dominated. lost the, who lost the trophy. That would be and Dave I lost mean, the this trophy. Is ugly. This that is would seem ugly, easy. right? You're gonna get. You're gonna. You're gonna use this space now to 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 try and uh, to try Sacred and convince space. him. No, no, he's I'm saying made, he's I'm already saying made his decision. The, he said, "What are you gonna talk about?" That might not be the way now? to go. I'm saying I wonder if he has other thoughts. So you really know right now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, Can you give us a clue deal. as to uh, will there be a? No. a Ham's already, Ham's already hoisted the greatest trophy of them all. Yes, the Stanley Cup. He's literally drank from the Stanley Cup. He didn't lose it, though. You didn't lose trophy. it, right? When you, you had it in your about miss, that dumb trophy. you didn't put it in your trunk and lose it like Dave did? No, I, I, did, I did not lose the trophy oh. like Dave oh, did. Oh, okay. All right. uh, 
I did. I did drink from the cup. I drank Bud Light out of the uh, Stanley Cup from from the Bud Light like yeah. brewery in St. Louis, Missouri. I hoisted the cup underneath the uh, Gateway Arch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've had a lot of uh, trophy moments. It was very exciting. You know, but I, I will say that this this is up there. This is exciting. <laughs> when, when when in fact, and I may or may or may not be there. I might I might, might be working. I'm not sure what. Oh, stop! Is. Will you be there already? But, yeah, listen. There, there, listen, I've, I've been on the other end. Of, I've been on the receiving end of, of being bounced out of the league. You have. As, well, as you both know, I came. And he drank a Bud in, Light there, too. He did. Winner, Bud Light's always there. You were came late because hot. I believe it was the first episode of Mad Men that you were Mad directing. Men. Yes, I yeah. was directing. I came yes. in hot from directing the show, opened my laptop, and <laughs> was informed that you're out and <laughs> close my laptop and finish my it beer. It sucks. It's a terrible ride Six. home, right? And we can make fun of it, but it just sucks. Six it's foot insulting four, bald-headed, 140-pound weakling Elliot kicks out the, <laughs> the, the the most desired man on the face of the earth. And oh, don't Don Draper. Don Draper walks in like, what I miss, guys? We're waiting for you for the kickout rule. All right, let's do this. Who's out? It's you, Ham. <laughs> you were mad. Perfect. You were mad for twenty seconds. You had, right? I would say ten. I wouldn't even say ten. I'd say five. It was like, no. oh, all right. Well, okay. Is, does go. it involve a, a competition, or is it just straight out? You have in your mind right now. You know who's going to get kicked out. No, I know who's getting kicked out, and oh, uh, scary. I don't know the the reveal might be. Uh, so I got a question. Yeah. So when somebody gets kicked out, is it complete banishment, or do they have to still get all the emails and all the no, messages? No, they're out. <laughs> they they actually have to be deleted from the site for this to work. So they're, they they yeah. can't like check up on the standings or anything. So yeah, has anybody like just been like, all right, you're kicking me out, I'm done? Bill Simmons did that. Yes. Yeah. And but we had to convince him to come back. Damn, you could kick him out. That'd be funny. Please kick me out. I hate this league. I don't want to be doing it anyway. Kick me out. See, he might be going that route. All right, I know you got to go, John. Thank you for. I do have to go. All right, I do want, but you did bring a clip from the movie Top Gun Maverick, right? You didn't bring a clip. No. No. Can you quickly act out a three-second scene in, in lieu of a clip? No. Okay. The there question is, was that a three was no. that a three second scene? Or? I think that was that three was seconds. It. That he was probably it. says I, no I at some it. point. Yeah, at some point I do say no. Top Gun Maverick. It is uh this Friday, right? The twenty-seventh? Yeah, Friday the twenty-seventh. Go see it. Big and loud. IMAX if you can. It's 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 the best movie this summer. You're gonna And you're great gonna reviews, love man. It. Muzzle yeah, you're gonna love all it. the great reviews. Very exciting. I will go. Thank you, uh, David. Martin will go, and Sheck will go, despite the fact that he's getting kicked out uh, the last week in August or early September, one way or another. Oh, please kick out Sheck. He lost the trophy. <laughs> thanks, Sam. Come I on, appreciate it. You. Love you guys. All right. Uh, thanks for having care, me. Pal. We'll, we'll talk soon. All right. Good times. <laughs> go Blues. <laughs> All right, John Ham. There he you is. Gotta Shaq. give him credit. He legit. He is not one of these people who like, yeah, I like the St. Louis Blues when they're good. He yeah. can go deep with Harold Snaps and Bernie Federko and all the rest of it. He was living and dying with them yeah. when they were in the Checker Dome in yeah. 1980, like real fans are. Well, now we have that uncomfortable few seconds where he won't get off the Zoom and we have to continue to say, oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay, there you go. He's coming. I thought right. it was fascinating that he walks into Tom Cruise's, whatever, you know, area at the start and he's, she's the one that's shocked you know yeah like, i mean how do you know that tom cruise was like yo that's don draper bro like right. what's going on martin that was cool. never did that that was cool meeting him right 
Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I, I had some more questions to ask, but I didn't want to, you know, he was I'm so sorry. into the hockey that he was, but I'm just so not into the hockey. So It, it gets like, crazy. I know. And maybe at some point we'll be able to reconvene at another time. Like maybe, hopefully the Cardinals go on a run or something like that. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, baseball. they'll be a Top Gun three. I think probably at the beginning of the year. They just they just pump these things out like the Star Wars movies. Um, well, we're trying to modify the rules of basketball. Maybe you should modify your fandom. And uh, if uh, these NBA playoffs versus NHL playoffs don't convince you to switch over to to the Frozen sport, I don't know what will. You know, I always used to. I I, I asked. Uh, I said this to Ham a while ago. Is he one of the three best smokers in movie history? Movie oh, absolutely. History? He makes cigarettes he look so cool. Like, seriously, like, like, ser- like he makes, that's one of the things. He looks so fucking cool on TV that, like, I, I 100% agree. He makes Well, the problem is some of the best smokers and the most smoking was done before our time, right? Uh, I, I say yeah. Humphrey Bogart. I don't even know for a fact at him, but in that, John, that, that era, right? It's probably when they did it the most. Well, um, Marilyn I just Monroe. was watching. Uh, yeah. I just watched a fistful of dollars. I was talking to Meatballs about this a couple of days ago. But a fistful of dollars with Clint Eastwood. He's smoking the whole time. Yeah, it's uh, it something about it. it. Looked forced. Like it looked like he was trying to smoke the whole time. And I was like, I get it that you know you want to be you know smoking your you know chiefing, but it's just like it felt like he was actively trying to puff and puff and puff and puff and puff. Whereas like when Don Draper was in Mad Men, it just felt like I don't know. He felt like a more natural smoker. Yeah. Draper was great. Uh, Johnny Sack, I would say, from The Sopranos. Shaq, yeah, he point. had a, well, yeah, it was a very particular kind of uh, thing he had. Well, and it also because like he, a, he had a little bit of a lisp, too. I think that helped. That, I, I don't know, whatever he would say after the puff would be. Um, you're uh, right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It was more important for some reason. It felt more important than anything. Marty, else. any lean? I mean, Sal's biased. I'm biased. Any, did you pick up any tells there from, from uh, Draper? Did he? Did he seem to show? He got his serious when there? we talked about Simmons. He's like, oh, shit. But I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a. I would say that seems. I mean, here's the tough part. You're dealing with an award-winning actor. Mm. So how do I know he wasn't acting at these times? You know, because yeah, it, it felt it. It did when you mentioned the sports guy. It did seem to go from a place of more levity to a little bit bit more grounded, more serious. Yeah. But I don't know if he was just, you know, getting ready to, you know, just just trying to throw us off the scent. Damashek, I'd be worried if I were you because he (laughs) did come out in the beginning. I mean, Sal did set him up for it, but the the first, like, 30 seconds of that were pretty anti-Damashek out of a... out of ham, so I'd be I think we're the top yeah. three, Shaq. Me, you, and Simmons. I, I get it's it's yeah. listen. He is what is going on in his brain is what is the funniest one. Right. So which is the funny? Which is the funniest? If you can see it through his eyes, I mm-hmm. don't know which one. Which, which do you think is the funniest? You're Sal's asking Martin, say not himself. No, I'm saying to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, which one do you think is the funniest? I don't know. Uh, uh, probably me because I started this dumb rule in a way. Well, that's why I. That's yeah. why I. You got my vote when I had the chance two Thank years you. ago. No, no, <laughs> we'll get into that. But uh, well, another time, why you voted me out? But uh, you and others. But uh, all right, let's talk these uh, these NHL playoffs. Ham's team is down two to one to the Avs. That's one of the games um, tonight. Is the other one? Oh, Tampa Bay. So they're going back to back. Tampa Bay, they played yesterday, right? Yeah, why? It, it's pure, you know, network schedule. I like it though. I like it when it schedules. It's in favor of the fan. I mean, why not? So they're, they're up three nothing on the Panthers on a back to back night. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure the Panthers enjoy it. You know, it's it, that 
I don't. I typically wouldn't enjoy it, but yeah. given that the series is now three zero Lightning, let's just get this crap over with and move on. I hate it. I don't like the one wish I have going forward is that the Lightning don't win the cup. If they get three straight, then they will be heralded as the best team of the millennium. And obviously, I have a rooting interest against that happening. Well, I think that's uh, that. I'm not going to say it's a foregone conclusion, but I'm uh, very much. I had them at eleven to one. I know Meatballs uh, took them. Begin it before the playoffs, I believe. But right now, let's take a look real quick. Stanley Cup. Avs are plus 170. Lightning second. Wow. Lightning plus 280. Imagine that. Plus 280. Like 600 before the series. This series. Now they're 280. Hurricanes 450. Edmonton 9 to 1. Calgary 950. Rangers 20 to 1. Blues. Oh, ham 30 to 1. Panthers 30 to 1. Spaghetti, how do you feel about your Rangers? They're down 2 to 1. They closed the gap yesterday. You feel they should be up 2 to 1. This surprised me. though that game one's frustrating but i'm not i'm not feeling too bad because i mean the the hurricanes literally are the worst road playoff team in these playoffs they're the only team that's not won a game on the road so i mean obviously with with game four being in the garden i feel pretty good about the rangers chances to even this thing up two two and then obviously game five uh they got the rangers got to win one on the road here to get uh advantage in the series but i feel pretty good they played a, a decent game game three uh the series is far from over you know, I have to say, I wasn't watching like every, it did seem like in the way the Rangers sort of dominated game one, I thought the Hurricanes dominated yesterday. Was I wrong? I mean, they definitely outshot them. They had um, a lot of shots. Yeah, you're right. They had over 40 plus shots on them. I mean, not every shot. I mean, yeah, 44, oh, 44, 33. All right. Yeah, well, sh- yeah. shots are a weird stat in hockey no, I know. because sometimes you want to force, you want to force shots on the net, especially if they're taking shots from the outside the circles and you have a goalie like Shesterk and it's fine. Um, not depending on how many of those shots are actually high scoring chances. That's the problem. So there was not many of those for the Hurricanes and the Rangers had actually better scoring chances than they did. But yeah, you don't want to see 40 plus shots, but, but giveaways 35, team, 11. That's a good stat, right? Face, Usually that's Faceoffs too were, were an mm-hmm. issue in the earlier games. The Rangers pretty much traded shots for faceoffs in this one. It was, it was a way more open game than the original, like the other the previous games, because the Rangers were allowing more on offense uh, for right. the Canes as well. So it was a way more open game, more fun game to watch. But like I said, uh, I feel pretty good about Game Four at home. I can't believe that the Canes have short odds and the and the Rangers have long odds. They're basically, to, as far as I'm concerned, the survivor of that series has equal shot at making a run all the way to the final and maybe winning it. Um, What's bad, though, for whoever survives that series is if the Lightning get to put their feet up. If they finish this series now, the the knock on them from me and many other people is the the wear and tear of three straight long postseasons tends to um, grind teams down. If the Lightning get to take a nice rest for a week and watch whoever they're going to get to play in the final... That's not great stuff, probably for whoever survives that one, because it's a you know it's a rugged series going on between those two teams, uh, the Canes and the Rags. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there shouldn't be that much of a discrepancy, plus four fifty to twenty to one. But I know the it's Canes weird. being up two to one um, is a little speaks to a little of that, but shouldn't be that much. All right, so Sheck is taking both favorites tonight. Uh, oh, you didn't mention it to Ham that you were going against his team, did you uh, tonight? Yeah. No. Do drop him a line. Kick him out. Gonna let him know. Kick him out. Gonna Dick Whitman. Know. You have both favorites. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna jump on uh, the riverboat. Oh my goodness! Talk about getting seasick and vomiting in movies. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, so PGA Championship was uh, fun yesterday. I don't know if you guys watched. It was a uh, lame the first three days, and then this Mito Pereira. 
Um, he blew it. Poor kid out of Chile. Uh, enters the 18th hole. He had a one-stroke lead and hits the water. Doesn't even make it to the playoff. The playoff is between playoff is between Justin Thomas and uh, Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris Thomas wins the PGA Championship. He opened on Fanduel at sixteen to one. Sunday morning he was thirty-six to one. A lot of people were like tweeting me their JT bets. Oh, I had him plus four fifty on seventeen. I had him forty-five to one. I I had him to make the top twenty, and I was nervous because he shanked a shot, a tee shot on six. I was like, oh god. I might not make top 20. He's only the two strokes out of the top 20, but he ends up winning the whole thing. And Sheck, you brought up last week the problem with the Heat and specifically Jimmy Butler as to why he may not be as big a star as he maybe should be is because his name is too blasé. And now we have a guy named Justin Thomas, not a guy named, he's one of the better golfers getting into this, wins the PGA Championship um, it got the captain of the Riverboat Casino thinking about names and who's the greatest, most commonly named, that's first and last named athlete. Is it Michael Jordan at minus 450? He put odds on this. He's a nut. Michael Jordan, minus 450. Tom Brady, two to one odds. Jim Brown, seven to one odds. Joe Lewis, 12 to one odds. Or the field at plus 160. Martin, I'm uh, curious to hear your thoughts. Now, let's let's play it by the phone book test, okay? So if you're going to go field, you have to at least pick a name that, like Michael Jordan, I looked it up. In Southern California, there are hundreds of Michael Jordans. So in the phone book. Now, Martin, when I say phone book, you know what that is? That's before your time. It was a big, heavy book that you could like, you actually use as a weapon. And it had people's names and where they lived in their phone So what we used to do with the phone book is whenever there would be a storm in the Gulf growing up in Louisiana, you would take the phone book and you put it under the kitchen table just in case you got water in your house and you wouldn't ruin your table. You put it under your couch. Is that right? Wow. Yep. That's what you would do with the phone book. But uh, in terms of using it to actually look up numbers or anything like that, no, nah, not so much. But you know, that's an interesting that. um, thing you brought up in terms of like devices and props and stuff like that. A phone book is probably used more, um, uh, not for its intentional purpose, right? Like a phone book, kids sit on the phone book. So you're higher at the table, right? Uh, lift the table right there. You could use it as a weapon. I think, um, Sheck, I think Tony Saragusa used to bang his knee with a phone book to loosen up cartilage so he could sit out training camp. Does that sound familiar to you? I almost re- remember him uh, saying that. That kind of that kind of yeah. sounds right. Or he maybe ate uh, several dozen um, phone, phone books? books in August yeah. so that he didn't have to do that either. To, right. If you look at the results, hard to argue. You know, your pal Michael Irvin... Yeah. Does some parlor trick with phone books. Have you ever seen him take one and rip it in half? No, quite, really? Oh, oh, it's quite a thing. Yeah, test of strength, too. That's another use of, um, but I, I, wow, he could do it, huh? Yeah, yeah, he's got those uh, those giant meat hooks. Yeah, he can he can rip that thing apart. Now, most, most mundane name would be Jim Brown, but if you contextualize it, he is Mr. Brown. He is the greatest Cleveland Brown of all mm-hmm. time, so it kind of makes it cool for an otherwise pedestrian name. I see. I guess Joe Lewis um, is cool, the Brown Bomber. Um, some other candidates for you. You'll be surprised to learn. I, I uh, have a lot of thoughts on, on these things. Yeah. Um, first of all, I have to say this. The greatest name of all is Cassius Clay. Yeah. That's the coolest name in history, and Muhammad Ali ain't bad either. Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, 
Tiger Woods is a golfer. Woods, Tiger Woods is great. Mm. Johnny Unitas is a great football name. And Mario Lemieux, Lemieux literally translates. So if the captain had asked, the what's the coolest name? These, then this I would, would have this, would this be all great, com- great conversation. This would be great, does it? Flavor. Guess what? I mean, it's great conversation anyway. Okay. Lemieux, if you, Lemieux translates into the best. Now, what could have been the best name is if you took Dick Butkus and Whitney Merciless's name and combined them, then you would have Dick Merciless. That would be a great Pretty name. good. Now, Again, not passing our phone book test, which we established early on, which is what you'd have to see A great one, a forgotten all-time Nor is it a real person. A Another I think thing the captain's about to throw you headfirst off this riverboat right. check. Randy Johnson deserves a shout-out for this because that's yep. a terrible name, and he's a guy who gets left off of the greatest starting pitchers of all time lists, too, so he deserves a shout-out. But I'm going to go with an entire position group, pass rushing defensive linemen, the all-time greats. If you say, what's the, who's the Mount Rushmore or whatever, it's Aaron Donald, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Joe. That only thing that saves David Jones and Joe Green is that they have cool nicknames. Mean Joe Green and David Jones is known to the world as Deacon Jones. But Aaron Donald, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, David Jones, these are terrible names. These are such snoozy names. So I'm going with that entire group is the worst name. <laughs> the worst. The question is best athlete with the most money. Right, I'm names. saying these are all Hall of Fame. These are the okay, best so pass rushers seven. of all time, and they all have terrible all right, names. Thank they you for narrowing names. it from 45 to 7. I guess we should be happy, Martin. <laughs> I told you this would take a minute. Okay. Listen, I did it. Go ahead, Martin. Right, you pick Lord one. Have mercy. Pick Everybody one, take a deep breath after that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm taking the field. Michael Jordan is probably the answer. But yeah. uh, the idea, sometimes, sometimes, Sal, I lose money on these bets, but I make them out of principle. Like Giannis should have been the MVP. I, I, I know, I get it. I, I lost money on that. I okay. feel like, damn, but it, it just make me feel right. I want to be on the wrong. Kay Cunningham should have been rookie of the year. All right, boom. I still lose money on that. Jack, I mean, John Johnson, the Galveston Giant. The first heavyweight African American world boxing champion that uh, married a white woman in 1910, right? Was mm. one of the first, I mean, was the most popular and most notorious black figure pre 1920. He deserves odds on this list because John Johnson's about as normal as you can get. There, you can Google John Johnson right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he was went by Jack, obviously, but there's John Johnson who played, uh, who plays safety right now, right? Okay. Then you have Jack the Johnson, third, right? John Johnson, the third play safety. Then if you want to go by Jack Johnson, what he was better known as, well, if you Google him, he comes up first, American singer, then American American boxer. That's so a good John, answer. Jack and, Johnson and defenseman. Hockey you, defenseman. You could have your own phone book just on John and Jack Johnson's probably. It would be probably pretty thick. All right. Now, you're both wrong and maybe even a little racist here in your answers, both of you, because you hit on boxer uh, boxer John Johnson. It's a trick question. The answer is Muhammad Ali. It's the most popular name in the world. <laughs> okay? You guys are all with the Americanized whatever. Muhammad Ali is the uh, most popular name in the world and coincidentally the greatest athlete who ever lived. So there's your answer. See how well Shaq, see how I did that in like 15 seconds. Was well that so hard? played. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Did you get there nervous you when Damashek was dancing around it? But you know, you should have known because he was only about ten, two minutes into his answer. So he had at least another three and a half to he go. He did mention Muhammad Ali in there. But how many of Muhammad Ali's Muhammad Ali? I forget what that translates into. It has uh, it has meaning. Um, 
But how many Muhammad Ali's did it increase when Muhammad Ali was the heavyweight champ? And how many Michael Jordans are there? There are a lot of Brady's oh, yeah. in the New England. Brady, whatever's in, you know, who are 20 years old right. and younger. Right. Um, because You're of right. Tom Brady it might have been because of it. Yeah. Uh, what did we miss, uh, Babyface? What are you saying here? Oh, I, I actually like Dave's idea of most boring position groups in history and uh, mm. the Lions wide receivers when they drafted like Mike Williams, Roy Williams, mm. Charles Rogers, a lot of boring names. Boy, that's, that's a weird Williams, one too. You're right. Uh, Calvin, Calvin uh, Johnson. Nate Calvin Burleson. Johnson. I guess that's not, that doesn't really count. Yeah. Yeah, but Calvin Johnson. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. See? See? Wow. This is the captain really made us think about this. He really did. He doesn't normally do it, but uh, oh, uh, Khalif Raymond. I don't know. I'm thinking of, I'm looking up Lions depth. I'm trying to think of, uh, Brent Perriman. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A little common. There you go. Uh, so that's it. The Riverboat Casino. Uh, oh, wait, Herman Moore. Say? Herman Moore. That's a pretty, that's, Herman that's Moore's a, a good one. That's a paint company too, right? Isn't it Herman Moore? Or am yes. I making that up? No, Herm, uh, something more. Dinty Moore's the stew. Yeah. I think Herman mm -hmm. Moore's the paint. Yeah. So there Sherman you go. Moore's the paint. That's what it oh, is. Oh, crap. We screwed it up. Well, I want to thank Donnie John Moore. Hamm yeah. for coming on. Top Gun Maverick. Go see it Friday, this Friday, May 27th. Sheck, I'm sorry about your Pirates. They lost 18 to 4. <laughs> it's getting harder and harder for you to defend them. I mean, you're, you don't try to. <laughs> well, here's the problem, though, Sheck. back off my defense. Th th this is where you might start getting upset. Um, because, and Martin, you know this, when a team is, is so horrific in the pros, they start comparing them to college teams, right? And yeah, so yeah. now you're about to hear Tennessee Volunteers versus Pittsburgh Pirates, who wins? And that might get your goat a little bit, right? No, I, I, I always say, yes, the thing you can't wash the stink off of is when you're historically bad. Like, the, the you know, people justify, rationalize, like, I hope my team goes 0 and 16, 0 and 17. For you don't want that. You right. don't want that because that that plagues you. The Detroit Lions can go and win a Super Bowl next year. It'll be neat and everything, but they'll still have that O in the win column forever. That's right. that's embarrassing. Yes, but I, they I, have the most boring named receivers to, to add. I, to their I think yeah. I would rather have. If I'm going to lose, I'd rather be prolific. I'd rather be known for historical losing and then see how the Lions got a Super Bowl. First of all, Detroit would flip over. But the idea, I mean, just show, show you, you can go from worst to the best. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, just being in futility. Like, the, I, I don't. Interesting. Sucks. All right. See, there's two ways to look at it. But, Martin, you, I know you were a proponent of uh, stop with the nonsense of the college team beats the pro team, right? Because the college team has three pros. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah. but the interesting thing is, Sal, in baseball, the gap between pro and college is too far. I think you have a real conversation is, could some triple or double A teams beat the major league Pirates? Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I mean, I get, I know that obviously, you know, Tennessee baseball has a bigger Q rating. Yeah. But could the Toledo Mudhens beat the Pittsburgh Pirates? That's a sure, that's why. Yeah. That's why relegation would be awesome. It's not the, it's not, you know, Right, of course, that would be great. How how with with the pirates have you know legitimately which, which guys Sal your team is good the Metropolitan. Thank you. Which which pirates would crack the starting lineup? Look at it in that regard and and, yeah. and, and work backwards from there. How many guys from the best AAA team could crack the pirates lineup? It's you know the right. The I, I guess that's a, that the question for another time. But which which sport is the gap the narrowest? Like. If you had a five, Fab Five team like 
Michigan. That's the closest you're going to get to a college team, I think, competing with a pro team. But even that team would get smoked, right? Um, same with football. Maybe base. Maybe you're right. Listen, maybe baseball. I don't know. Right. What's the kid who, um, uh, with the famous uh, pitching father, I can't think who it was, who was uh, one of the top prospects last Patrick year. Patrick Mahomes. The- oh, no. Pitching father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clo- yeah. Something like that. Okay. In, in MLB, you know, uh, Kumar Rocker, and I forget. Oh, Ly- uh, Al Leiter. Oh, Leiter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, p- obviously baseball hinges on who the starting pitcher is largely. So if mm-hmm. you have some ace out there who's who these big leaguers have never seen before, you have a chance of getting through five or six innings there you relatively go. clean. And as Babyface pointed out here in the chat, they'll still get an all-star, the Pirates. After all this, <laughs> they have to dig. It'd be great to see a guy hitting 190 make the all-star team. I know they have a couple <laughs> players, but... Uh, there you go. Bednar will probably make it their clothes or somebody like that. All right, listen, we got a big week ahead, right? We have lemon pepper parlay. When are you doing that, Martin? Tomorrow, yeah, you and uh, you and Mark Gunnels? Yeah, that'll be tomorrow morning. Mark Gunnels is is. I got to eat some Luca. Uh, we'll both be eating Luca Crow, but I the idea. Me and him have been arguing about Andrew Wiggins for years, and to see Andrew Wiggins leading the Warriors into the Western Conference Finals in the moments that Steph Curry's just not doing it. And, watching Draymond freak out. I'm just not, I'm just, I just hope the Miami Heat win. That's all I, that's all I'm hoping for. It's tough. What do we have? A couple more weeks of this? I check. You have, uh, you have minus three coming up Two, two action pack shows. Correct. And, uh, we'll be revisited, um, via tape, uh, with, uh, Matt Money Smith and handsome Hank Hodgson. Uh, people enjoy listening to them. We went long. Nice. We talked to them last week. So we have some leftovers for you there. Plus, we're hoping to hear from our old pal, Kevin Hatch, of course. Yeah, there you go. That'll be later in the week. All right, we have uh, Megan Fun of Sports. Megan Gailey coming back. Wow. What a what a baller. I mean, she gave birth like uh, three and a half hours ago, and she's back now joining uh, Megan Connolly. That's Megan Fun of Sports. I think that's uh, Wednesday, covered in glory. Later in the week, we're going to have Against All Odds, a bunch of shows uh, this week, and that'll do it for another episode of extra points. And I just want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please, please remember you're all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs>